إن الحمد لله نحمده تعالى ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرهام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وبعد فيا أيها المسلمون Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has said in his book, Ya Bani Adam, Qad anzalna alaykum libasan yuwari sawatikum warisha, wa libasu taqwa thalika khair. O children of Adam, Indeed, we have sent down to you a garment, a garment that is the best of garments, a garment that is the purest of garments. Indeed, we have sent down upon you a garment as a means to protect your modesty and as a form of adornment, as a form of beautification. But the garment of taqwa, the clothing of taqwa, that is the best, that is the finest. That is from the ayat of Allah so that they may take heed. Ayyuhal Muslimun. Indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by his favor to us, by his kindness to us, by his generosity to us, he has granted us a clothing. He has granted us a garment. A garment that is the finest of garments. A garment that is the most pure of garments. A garment that is the most beautiful of garments. And the libas of taqwa, the garment of taqwa, the garment of righteousness, that is the best, that is the greatest. That is the finest. Why? Because the libas of taqwa, it is in fact the libas of iman.
the libas of taqwa. It is the garment, it is the clothing, it is the beautification. It is the adornment of iman, of faith. And that is the best garment, the best clothing that a person can have in this life. The garment of iman. In fact, that man, that woman, that person that is deprived, that is stripped of the garment of iman, the garment of righteousness, the clothing of taqwa, then there is no garment to him in reality. There is no clothing to him. There is no beautification to her. There is no adornment to her. Why? Because the garment of Iman, the clothing of Iman, the beautification of Iman, it is a clothing, it is a garment that stays with you and is consistent and persistent in sticking with you in this life, throughout this life, up until into the afterlife. But as for the garments, the physical garments that we wear here, the clothing, the physical clothing that we wear here on this earth, then none of that shall we take into the graves with us, except for one garment, and that is that wrapping, that shroud, that shall be wrapped around your body once you die. And then that, that shroud, it shall be lowered into the grave with your body once you die. But then sooner or later, that very same grave, it shall consume, it shall devour, it shall destroy that garment that went with you into the grave. This Iman, it's a privilege from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for you to have it. This Taqwa, this garment of Taqwa for you to have it, it is a privilege from Allah jalla wa az. Iman is not something that you attain because of your intelligence. It's a hibah from Allah. It is a gift from Allah Jalla wa Az. Purification of your soul, purification of your heart, being granted right, being granted righteousness, it's not because of you. Rather, it is a divine gift from your Lord Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. As Allah Jalla wa Ala, He has said in His book, Alam tara anfusahum. Have you not seen those who praise themselves? Have you not seen those who declare their righteousness? Rather, it is Allah who makes tazkiyah. Rather, it is Allah who purifies. Rather, it is Allah who grants righteousness to whom He wills. Allah Jalla wa Ala, He has said in His book, If it wasn't for the fadl of Allah, if it wasn't for the favor of Allah upon you and His mercy, none of you would have been purified. None of you would have gained righteousness. Rather, it is Allah who grants righteousness to whom He wills. And He has said in His book, They, the Bedouin Arab, they, they consider it a favor to you, O Muhammad, that they have embraced Islam. The Bedouin Arab, they say, O oh Muhammad, we have done you a favor by becoming Muslim. We've increased and strengthened your ranks. Say, O oh Muhammad, to the Bedouin Arabs, do not consider it a favor to me that you have embraced Islam. 
بَلِلَّهُ يَمُنُّ عَلَيْكُمْ أَنْ هَدَاكُمْ لِلْإِيمَانِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ But rather it is Allah that has favored you and that he has guided you to Iman if you are true to your faith. Ayyuhal Muslimoon Guidance to Iman Guidance to Islam Guidance to Allah Guidance to the truth Guidance to the book of Allah Guidance to the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Guidance to the path of the Sahaba Who are favored by Allah That is nothing other than a divine gift Nothing other than a divine favor A gift and a favor from the one who owns you A gift and a favor from the one who sustains you A gift and a favor from the one to whom you shall inevitably return the fact that you are Muslim, Ya Abdullah, is not because you are so good and so intelligent. Rather, it is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Think about the fact of Iman and the, priv and the privilege of having Iman. Ask yourself, do you love Iman? Do you love Islam? Do you love believing in Allah? Is it beautified in your heart? Do you love believing in the angels? Is it beautified in your heart? Do you love believing in the books of Allah? In the messengers of Allah? Do you love believing in Yawm Al-Akhir? Do you love believing in Jannah wa Jahannam? And thus loving Allah and fearing Allah? Do you love Iman? And the fact that you have been granted the privilege of being a Muslim? Do you love that? If you love it, then realize the fact that you love it, not just the fact that you're a Muslim, but the fact that you love that you're a Muslim, that is a divine favor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As he has said in his book, وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ حَبَّبَ إِلَيْكُمُ الْإِيمَانِ وَزَيَّنَهُ فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ It is Allah that has beautified Iman in your heart. It is Allah that has made you love Al-Iman. And he has beautified it in your hearts. وَكَرَّهَ إِلَيْكُمُ الْكُفْرَ وَالْفُسُوقَ وَالْعِسْيَانِ And it is Allah that has made you hate, disbelief, evil doing and disobedience. Why? Why? How has that happened? He says later on, فَضْلًا مِّنَ اللَّهِ Favor from Allah, a blessing from Allah, a gift from Allah, وَنِعْمَةً and a blessing. This is the reality. The fact that you are a Muslim, the fact that you are a mu'min, the fact that you love Islam, the fact that you love seeking ilm, it is not because of you, rather it is because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a reality that every single Muslim has to realize, has to think about, has to reflect over. This is a reality that the Salaf themselves acknowledged. Mutarraf ibn Abdullah, one of the tabi'een, brothers, please could you move forward, otherwise there's no space for the people in the back. Please move forward. Mutarrif ibn Abdullah, radiallahu ta'ala a great tabi'i. He said that if my heart was placed in this left hand of mine, and then all forms of good, all forms of goodness and righteousness was placed in this right hand of mine, I would not be able to put that righteousness into my heart unless Allah wills otherwise. This is the reality. Because nothing can happen 
and no power and no movement can occur except by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the companions of al-mustafa alayhi salatu wasalam are they a people that we've never heard about are they a people who we've never read about the companions of al-mustafa alayhi salatu wasalam those righteous men those pious women when it came to the day of yawm al-ahzab and the companions were digging the trenches in al-madina the companions they began to recite lines of poetry saying wallahi Lawlallahi mahtadayna wala tasaddaqna wala sallayna The companions they read out in lines of poetry We swear by Allah if it wasn't for Allah we would never have been guided and we would never have given charity and we would never have prayed فَأَنزِلِ السَّكِينَةَ عَلَيْنَا Therefore make tranquility descend down upon us وَثَبِّتِ الْأَقْدَامِ إِنْ لَاقَيْنَا and make our feet firm when we meet the enemy. This is the reality. Wallahi, we swear by Allah. If it wasn't for Allah, I would never have been guided. If it wasn't for Allah, each and every single one of you would never have been guided. If it wasn't for Allah, I would never have been guided to Islam. You would never have been guided to Islam. If it wasn't for Allah, I and you would never have been guided to the Sunnah. If it wasn't for Allah choosing you, if it wasn't for Allah selecting you, never would you have been, never would you have known about Islam. Think about it. Out of the quarter of a million, quarter of a million people in this town, why did Allah choose you to become guided? So many people leave Islam. So many people. Born into a Muslim family, but then leaves Islam. So many people, like those people who embraced Islam, why did Allah choose you and guide you to Islam? Out of a quarter of a million people, why did Allah guide you to become righteous? Why did Allah guide you to become religious? Think about that time when you started to become practicing. Think about that time when you started to come to the masjid. It wasn't because you were so intelligent that you started to become a practicing Muslim. If you think about it, rewind back into the past when you started to come to the masjid, when you started to become a practicing a religious person. In reality, if you think about it and you're honest and true to yourself, it happened to be the case that you were at the right place when somebody gave da'wah to you. You were at the right place at the right time Happen, and it just so happened to be the case that you were speaking to the right person and it happened to be the case that you were in the right state of mind at that time perhaps if da'wah was given to you a year a year earlier you wouldn't have been practicing perhaps if da'wah was given to you two weeks after you wouldn't have been practicing and this wouldn't have been the result but rather Allah has made it conducive for you to become a practicing person Allah made it conducive for you to become a religious person Allah facilitated for you he opened up all of those doors and those avenues for you to become a religious person why out of 250,000 people why you out of 64 million people it's not a small number 64 
million people in this country. So many other walks of life are on offer. They're on offer at the table right now for you to pursue. Why did you come for Jum'ah? Why did you come here and pray? There are so many other people, so many other, so many, so many other Muslims that aren't attending Jum'ah today. Why did you come here today? Out of seven and a half billion people, seven and a half billion people upon this earth, you're Muslim, you're guided, you're practicing. How? Fadlan min Allah. Favor from Allah, a divine favor from Allah, a divine gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you. And do you know which man realized this blessing the most? That man who is the best of men, that man who is the most righteous of men, that man who is the best of creation, that man for whom paradise has already been guaranteed, that man for whom his previous and his future sins, all of them have been forgiven. Muhammad ibn Abdullah, Rasulun al Kareem, alayhi salatu was salam. He calls upon Allah Jalla wa Az. He begs Allah Jalla wa Az like a poor slave, like a poor, broken, humble slave. Why? Because he knows that Allah Jalla wa Ala has said in his book, Ya ayyuhan nas. Oh mankind, oh human beings, oh people, you are fuqara to Allah, you are poor before Allah, you are needy before Allah, you are impoverished before Allah. Wallahu huwa al hamid. But Allah, He is the one that is free of all needs, He is the one that is deserving of all praise. Because Al Mustafa alayhi salatu wasalam knew this, He acted upon it, and thus He calls upon Allah. He says to Allah Jalla wa Az, Allahumma aati nafsi taqwaha. Oh Allah, grant my soul its taqwa. Wazakkiha anta khayru man zakkaha. And purify my soul. You are the best of those who purify. Anta waliyuha wa maulaha. You are the wali of my soul. The maula of my soul. You are the master of my soul. You are the guardian of my soul. You are the protector of my soul. This is the this is the reality. Upon us is to beseech like a poor slave, not like an arrogant person. Humble men, humble women. We are nothing but slaves before Allah, and therefore upon us is to beg and beseech Allah Jalla wa az to purify our souls, to guide our souls, because He is the wali of our souls. He is the master. He is the protector. He is the guardian of our souls. As Allah Jalla wa Ala, He has said in His book, Allahu Waliyu Ladina Amanu. Allah is the Wali, Allah is the protector, Allah is the guardian, Allah is the ally of those who have Iman. He takes them out of the darknesses into the light. But as for those who disbelieve, their allies are the false gods. They take them out of the light into the darknesses. They are the companions of the fire of hell. In it they shall abide for eternity. Brothers at the front, if you could go into that room on the right hand side, there's enough space in there for you. If we, if we could fill up that room on the right, 
Otherwise, there's going to be no space for the people here, the sitting in the foyer. There's more space. I think there's more space. <coughs> and then if the brothers in the back, if they move forward, and then if everybody goes to that side, then the brothers in the foyer, they can move up this way. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulihi al-kareem. Nabiyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een. Amma ba'd. The great companion Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He said in a narration that has been collected by Imam al-Bukhari in his al-adab al-mufrad. He said, Inna Allah ta'ala yu'tiya al-mal man ahabba wa man la yuhib. Indeed, Allah the Most High grants wealth, money to those whom He loves and to those whom He doesn't love. But He only grants Iman, this privileged matter that we have talked about. He only grants Iman to those whom he loves. Wealth, if you have received wealth, if you have wealth, if you enjoy wealth, if you have wealth in your life, that isn't a sign that Allah loves you. Perhaps he loves you, and perhaps he doesn't. But if it's the case that you have been granted Iman, then that is a sign that Allah, that Allah loves that man. So when you recognize that, when you realize that Iman is a gift that Allah grants to whom He loves. And that is the privileged matter. That is the privileged status and station for a person to occupy. As Ibn Qayyim, he said, the thing that is given consideration, the thing that has any importance and any significance, isn't that you love Allah, is not that you love Allah. That goes without saying. But the thing that carries the greatest degree of significance and value is that Allah loves you. So when a person is loved by Allah, then that is a great favor. When a person receives a favor, what should he do? Once you are granted a favor from someone, what should you do? Be thankful, be grateful. And once you think about Iman and the privilege of having the gift of Iman, you'll be ever grateful. But likewise, likewise, upon a person is to beseech and beg and implore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant him that Iman and keep him firm upon Iman. Think about the case that if you have a son, that son, he's ill, that son, he's been injured, that son, he's near to dying, a doctor comes along. He operates upon your child. Once he's operated upon your child, the operation is successful. Your child has now been saved. How are you going to now respond to the doctor? What are you going to do? What are you going to say? How are you going to behave towards that doctor that has saved your child? No doubt you're going to be so grateful to him. But at the same time, if you, if you go back before the child was cured, what were you doing? Your son that you've brought up is dying in front of you. 
So what happens to you? You really want your chi child to be saved. So there you are pleading before the doctor. Please save my child. Do anything and everything that you can to save my child. I love my son. I don't want to lose my son. Look at how you are pleading in front of him. You forget those people that are watching you. Like a baby, you start crying. Save my child. In a similar fashion, or rather greater than that, should be the begging and the pleading and the beseeching that you put forth to Allah, that you present to Allah when you beg and you beseech him for something greater than the saving of the life of your child. The granting of Iman and being firm upon Iman is worth more than that. In a similar fashion, you should be begging and beseeching Allah to make you firm upon Iman. Why? Because the chapter of your life has not yet been closed yet. Your life story is still ongoing. It's not finished yet. You do not know what state you're going to die in. You do not know whether you're going to die as a Sunni or a Bid'i. You don't know whether you're going to die as a Mu'min or someone that is a Fasiq. You don't know whether you're going to die as a Muslim or a Kafir Billahi Al-Azim. Therefore, the need is even greater for you to implore, beg like a broken slave in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not only for him to grant you Iman and increase your Iman, but for him to keep your Iman steadfast and firm up until you meet him. Allahumma aati nufusana taqwaha wa zakiha anta khayru man zakaha anta waliyuha wa maulaha وصلى الله على نبينا محمد والحمد لله رب العالمين وأقيم الصلاة. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. Just a quick reminder concerning the masjid's project. The masjid is fundraising for the building that they want to purchase in order to have a masjid that they own rather than one that they rent. So therefore, this is just a reminder for brothers and sisters to be generous in that regard. There are donation boxes available. Likewise, there are, uh, there's the bank account available for those who want to do the bank transfer. And be generous in that regard. As Allah's Messenger, alayhi salatu wasalam, he said, Man bana lillahi masjidan bana Allahu lahu baytan fil jannah. Whoever builds a house for Allah, then Allah shall build a house for that person in al-jannah. Whoever builds a masjid for Allah, then Allah shall build for that person a house in al-jannah. Therefore, the reward is immense. Whether you give little, whether you give a large amount, regardless of what you give, that hadith is applicable for you. If you give for the sake of Allah in the building of a masjid, then if you're sincere in that regard and Allah accepts your deed, then for you is a house in Al-Jannah. And therefore we encourage you to donate for the masjid. Wallahu ta'ala wal-muwaffaq.